You're listening to a main session from the 2019 Art Conference in Anaheim, California. For more resources to equip you and your local church, visit arcchurches.com. Thank you so much. Wow. Thank you, Kevin. I love you and Sheila. Appreciate you guys so much. What an honor to be here tonight with what I think is the premier and most effective church planning group in America. And I am humbled to be back at ARC, to be with Dino Rizzo, and Pastor Chris, and all these amazing board members that Greg and Joe and Benny and I don't know who else, but they're all here and they're all equally. That's the great thing about this organization is you, you don't know who's in charge because nobody says everybody bow down and worship me. And it's kind of amazing, the, the, the brotherhood that is so unique and powerful. I'm honored to be here tonight, and um, I feel the weight of it in a good way. I'm relaxed, though. Don't worry about me. <laughs> Tommy Barnett and Matthew Barnett. This is funny. Now, I found out something tonight. I've been living off a compliment he gave me. I preached his conference for his pastors. He pulls me off to the side after I preached, put his arm around my neck and said, I'm going to tell you something. This is exactly, I've lived off this sentence. I thought I was so special. I walked to the pulpit with confidence like you wouldn't believe. Now I'm going with inferior complex. Amen. Right, right here tonight. Because he grabbed me by the neck had my head right here. And he said, Oral Roberts had the fourth man in the fire sermon. And what you preach tonight is your fourth man in the fire sermon. It's the most important message I've ever heard in my life. I love you. There's none like you, and I so honor you. You're the greatest, 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 greatest in the world. Can we tell him one more time how special that whole family, Matthew, Caroline, cream of the crop. All right. Can I preach a few minutes? If you have your Bibles, open them with me to the book of Matthew chapter 25. Matthew chapter 25. I'll begin reading. I'm going to read this because sometimes we need to read the Bible. (laughs) Then the kingdom of heaven shall uh, shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps, went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps, took no oil with them. But the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. While the bridegroom was delayed, they all, notice this, they all slumbered and slept at midnight. This is, a, this is an end time little signal here. This is, a, this is a prophetic. This has to do with prophetic things. And at midnight, a cry was heard. Behold, the bridegroom is coming. How many of you still believe that? Just checking. Go out to meet him. Then all of those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, please underline this if you've got a real Bible. 
Give us some of your oil for, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no, lest there should not be enough for us. Go somewhere else and buy for yourself. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came and those who were not ready or those who were ready went in with him to the wedding and the wedding door was shut or the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us. But he answered and said, surely I say unto you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the son of man is coming. I want to talk to you for a few moments tonight um, about this parable because it recently spoke to my heart in a new and a fresh way. And I believe that God wants to speak it to all of you amazing leaders here tonight. This text to me, I think, is a, is a, is a real prophetic word to the body of Christ about the necessity of being filled with the Holy Spirit in the midnight hour. The difference between the wise and the foolish virgins was one had oil in their lamp and the others didn't. The only difference between the wise and the foolish in the end time is some will run out of oil and not have it and others will have the oil. The oil is symbolic of the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the leading of the Spirit, the power of God. I, I, I believe that the baptism in the Holy Spirit is more than window dressing. The power of the Holy Spirit is more than decorations, options like you choose on a car. The Holy Ghost is more than the cherry on the cake. The Holy Ghost is the cake. It's not by might nor by powers, by my spirit. We've got to have oil. We've got to have the anointing. Foolish, Jesus was teaching this, and he said there will be foolish people in the church who will not have oil in the end time. Titus 3 and verse 5 said that we're renewed by the Holy Ghost. We must renew ourselves in the Holy Ghost, and you can't renew if you have not received the Holy Ghost. We need to let God do it all over again. We need to let God fill us all over again. We need to be baptized all along. I don't care who you are. You need to be renewed in the Holy Ghost. I've been in this a long time. I'm 57 years old and I find myself needing a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit in Jensen's life. And when that happens, you've got to recognize it and you've got to see it. Everybody say, I want more of the Holy Ghost. Are you afraid of that phrasing, that terminology, the Holy Ghost? Turn to somebody and say, I want more of the Holy Ghost. Although they all, some had 10, had the oil and 10 did not. The Bible said they all slumbered and slept with it. I want you to see in Luke chapter 9 in verse 32, the Bible said the disciples fell asleep and when they woke, they saw his glory. 
We need to be awake in this hour spiritually. We need to be, be awakened to some things. We need to three things to awaken in our spirit. Number one, we need to become awake to who we are. We need to, be, we need to realize who we are. We need to wake up to who we are, to what we have and to why we have it. Esther got woke to who she was. The Bible said in Esther chapter four that you know the story, you're preachers, but Mordecai says, you know, you need to go in. We're about to perish. You need to go in and talk to the king. And this was her response. She said, the law says, whosoever goes in without permission will die. And what Mordecai said to her basically was, you need to wake up to who you are. You are not a whosoever. You are the bride of the king. You're not just anybody, but you are, you are someone and you can have things that other people can't have, see things that other people can't see, do things that other people can't do because you're not a whosoever. You are a bride of the king. Wake up to who you are, Esther. Wake up to what God has called you to do. Quit living like a whosoever. You're not a whosoever in your city. God put you there. God called you there. You will be powerfully anointed, favored, and blessed. And God will prosper you where he has planted you. You're not a whosoever. You are someone that God's hand is on mightily. Quit living like a whosoever. You have to be awakened to who you are. Secondly, you have to wake up to what we have. We have the power of the Holy Spirit. We have the blood of Jesus. We have the name of Jesus. We have the Holy Spirit. We have the anointing and it makes the difference. Do you know that when you understand that, you don't have to apologize for what we are and what we believe. We need to be awakened to why we have it. Joseph, the Bible said, when he saw his brothers, remembered the dream. You ever read that? He forgot the dream. Why did he forget the dream? He had become so popular, so powerful, so prosperous in Egypt that he totally forgot the dream. And then when he saw his brothers, he was, he, was, he was reminded and he remembered the dream. And the Bible said that suddenly he became awake to who he was and what he had and what he, why he had it. Is it possible that in our prosperity and in our power and in our popularity that we forget why God gave it to us all? Have we as spirit-filled pastors come to a place of prosperity and blessing in buildings like this all over the nation? And if we don't watch it, we'll forget why God put us where he put us for such a time as this. It's possible to get so wrapped up in the party and the pleasure that we forget we are saved to save the world. Wake up to who you are. Wake up to what you have. Wake up to why you have it. The foolish woke up to realize that they were deficient. 
Now, this is the prophetic part of this chapter. I promise I'm going somewhere. Just relax. But they woke up. The, 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 the church, there is coming an awakening of those who don't have it. And they recognize, number one, we are deficient. We don't have what we need to have. It's not working. There's an inadequacy. There's an emptiness. We don't have it. We don't have what is required. We don't have oil in our lamps. We're doing the ministry, but there's no oil in our lamps. We're singing, we're preaching, but there's no oil in our lamps. And they're going to wake up. Our world is waking up, number one, to the fact that they don't have it. And then they're going to look to those who claim to have it. So I'm here tonight to defend shouting. I'm here tonight to defend praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm here tonight to defend fasting and prayer for 21 days. I'm here tonight to defend preaching and anointing with oil and laying on of hands and proclaiming Jesus unapologetically to our cities and to our nation because they're going to wake up and they're not coming to people and churches that have no oil. So quit apologizing for the oil. Clap your hands and take a praise break and give God a shout. Give him an old-fashioned shout. We don't need to quieten down. We don't need to dumb it down. We need God to pour it out on us all over again. I'm coming. They don't have oil. The world is becoming more and more realizing that programs are not enough, intellect is not enough, good music is not enough, smart teachers and preachers are not enough. We got to have all. That all is that mysterious thing that makes preaching effective. That all is what goes beyond your outline and moves and touches hearts. And suddenly a teenager's weeping. Suddenly a businessman is trembling. Suddenly a marriage that was broken is reaching out and forgiving again. That's what the all can do that your talent cannot do. And the foolish, isn't this amazing? Jesus is prophesying and he's saying, there's going to come right before the midnight cry, there's going to come an awareness, an awakening that we don't have it. And they're going to look for places that have it. What a moment of opportunity. They'll realize they don't have it and they're going to go to the people who are supposed to have it, who claim to have it. And notice what Matthew 25 and 9 said. This is the most shocking part of this parable. And they will say to them, give us some of your oil. But the answer is what's shocking. They shall say unto them, not so, lest there not be enough for us. 
when the denominational world, the lost world, starts coming to those sinners and saying, we need what you've got, they will say, we only have enough for ourselves. It's not acceptable anymore to sing on empty. It's not acceptable in the hour that we're in to preach on empty. It's not acceptable to usher on empty. It's not enough to just come to church and Lord bless me, bless me, bless me. There's got to be a church that goes from empty to extra. There's got to be a church that says I don't. This is where this parable could have really become something. This is where if the people had had not just enough for them, just enough to bless me and just enough I come to church so that I can be fed and I can feel good and I can get up and be happy and go out and but 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 we are supposed, the teaching that Jesus is giving is we're supposed, the wise, those who have the oil are not supposed to be content just having enough for me. We're supposed to operate in the arena of extra. Every pastor, do you have just enough oil? You got to preach your church into extra. You got to get them thinking beyond the walls. You got to think, got to get them thinking beyond just here and now and us and we and, and, and our little families. We've got to begin to reach for extra. I'm glad you got one campus, but don't settle there. God will give you another one and another one and another one. We've got to think extra. Clap your hands like you believe I'm preaching. When I read the story of Stephen, the first martyr, they're stoning him to death and holding the coats of the people who are stoning Stephen to death is a young man by the name of Saul of Tarsus. He preached the gospel on three continents, established seven churches, wrote half the New Testament. He's as lost as he can be. And when stones begin to hit Stephen with his last fleeting breath, he begins to pray. Now, I want to ask you a question. If you had just enough breath to pray one prayer and you die, would you pray for yourself? If you were being stoned, I would. <laughs> but not Stephen. He didn't operate on empty. He operated in the power of extra. And when they're stoning him, he says, Lord, don't lay this charge to them. And here's a guy standing over here holding the coats of the stone throwers. And because a guy had extra, extra compassion, extra love, extra anointing, extra touch of God, even when the stones were hitting him, it touches the apostle Paul or Saul and he becomes the apostle Paul. Because a preacher had extra. We've got to have extra. And every bad sermon needs some good props. 
I brought some chewing gum, some extra. We can't make it off get by. We've got to have extra. That's the message. That's the message. Extra. The tragedy of this story is the lack of extra. Give us some of your oil. And notice they said you'll have to go somewhere else because we've got just enough for ourselves. We just soak up all the blessing for ourselves. But we're living in an hour when we've got to have extra. You can't serve God on empty no more. We can't have our churches running on empty. We need extra. We need extra. Let me, let me give you this now. They'll go somewhere else if we don't have extra. They'll start looking. Our young people. Our youth. If your church doesn't have extra. If they're not full of the Holy Spirit and the anointing, if you don't have extra. Oh, that's so cheesy what you're doing. I don't care. (laughs) Tommy Barnett taught me how to do illustrations and I'll do them till I die. It just brings security to me to have a prop. Is this the greatest sermon you have ever heard in your life, ever in the history of mankind? I thought you would say that. Extra. It's extra. Watch this. Let me show you something that's going to shock you. Watch this. You know what brought the prodigal son home? The prodigal son said in Luke chapter 15 and verse 17, When he came to himself, he said, how many of the hired servants in my father's house have bread enough, here's the the extra, and to spare. The thing that brought the prodigals home is they knew there was a church that had extra mercy, extra grace, extra forgiveness, extra love, extra compassion, extra faith, extra victory, extra vision, extra compassion. We've got to have extra. Extra grace. Extra love. And I close with this. It's not how long you preach. It's how quick you get to it. <laughs> Learn this, little preacher. Your long sermons, don't get it. Just get up and say it. Get up, speak up, and shut up and sit down. Let God do it. I got extra tonight. I still got extra. I feel my extra. Somebody's going, somebody's going to leave this conference and they're going to go back not empty. They're going back with extra.
extra, extra vision, extra enthusiasm, extra anointing, extra faith to do what you've never done before. I will not settle for empty. God's called me to extra. Press down, shaken together, running over. Shall my church grow, my ministry grow, the favor of God grow on your life. Don't settle for empty. Ask God for extra favor. Extra resources. Extra provision. And I close with this. You enjoy this little 20 minute sermon? When I came a long way, I thought you'd really have that. I do have something. If you come down here, I'm going to pull oil on top of your head. How many of you would like to get in an old-fashioned gully washer where the Holy Ghost comes on you and you begin to pray in the Spirit again, where you get your, you get your vessel full of oil again? We can't entertain people in this hour. We've got to have a word from God. We've got to have a touch from God. We've got to have extra. I appreciate the anointing in church, but we need it out in the business world. We need it out in the political world. I find myself in places where I need extra if I'm going to talk to this person. Normal doesn't get it. Empty doesn't get it. I got to have extra in this season. And I had the Lord impress me something last week. He said, I want you to tell my people this. I don't care what you preach on, throw it in. That's how he talks to me. This is what he said. He said, you need to remind them that time, every one of you have a that time when hell said, you're not going to make it. You're not going to get out of this. This is the end of you. Everybody say that time. The devil doesn't mind you celebrating that time because he already lost. And he doesn't mind you talking about that time or that day and someday. I'm going to tell you what the enemy hates is when you begin to understand it's not just that time and it's not just this time, but every time. God will not fail. The Lord told me to tell people this in my spirit. He said, tell them that time this time and every time I will not fail. I will not forget them. I will not, I will not fail them. I will not allow them if they'll come to me and be filled with my spirit.
that time, this time, and every time, God will not fail. Say that with me. That time. Now shout over that time. Shout over it. No, no, no. I mean, think that time when they said it's not going to happen, but look at what the Lord has done. Now rejoice over that time. All right. This time. Are you facing something right now? This time. And every time God will not fail. If you believe it, give him the biggest praise that you can. Stand to your feet all over the room. Stand to your feet all over the room. Now I know this is a little bit different, but different is good. How many of you tonight would love to get a little extra oil? How many of you would love to get a little extra vision, a little extra enthusiasm, a little extra praise, a little extra fire in your bones? A little, somebody needs to ask God not for normal or average, but you need to say, Lord, I would love to receive an extra anointing, extra resources, exceedingly, abundantly, above all that I could ask or even think. He's waiting on the church in the midnight hour to ask for extra. So I want every pastor, every pastor's wife who would say, you know what? I, I, I kind of been in a little place where I've been preaching on empty and working on empty. I understand it. We've all been there. Man, I've been there. But wouldn't it be something if on this night God just sent the Holy Spirit down in this room and we forgot about everything and got in his presence just for a few minutes? Anybody a candidate for extra, get out of your seat and come down here. If you really need a touch, if you really need God to do something new and fresh, if you really need a fresh oil experience, come on. Throw your hands up, open your mouth, and say, Lord, now just feel me. Every worship leader, every staff member, every pastor, every youth pastor, every church planner, throw your hands up and receive the anointing for extra, not empty, not empty, extra. May your, may your church not be empty. May you have to bring extra seats out. May you have to bust the back wall out. May you have to get a new piece of property. May you have extra. You won't have room enough to receive them when extra comes. So cry out for it. The, the, the miracle of this parable could have been so different if the end time church that had it would have said, I want more than enough for me. I want extra. Let's go. Go after God. You know what to do. You know what to do. Stir it up. Stir it up. Stir it up. The gift is in you. Stir it up. The call is in you. Stir it up. The anointing of provision is on you. Stir it up. God's not just going to pay for that building. He's going to give you extra. He's going to give you extra help. It's time for extra help. Extra resources. Extra people. Extra property. 
just worship him, whatever you feel. Lift those hands and begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Begin to pray in the Holy Spirit. Let him feel you. Extra. God, raise up some young men and young women who will not be normal, who will not be average, but may they have an extra anointing. May they be the ones that the world comes running to when they wake up and they realize, I can't fix it. I can't fix my home. I've got to have extra. I can't fix my children. I've got to have extra. I can't fix my marriage. I've got to have extra. Just lift those hands and just open your mouth. He wants to have your cup run over. He doesn't want you to get by. He wants your cup to run over with favor, with wisdom, with the anointing, with provision. Ask him for it. Ask big right now. Ask him for more than just get by. I need extra. I ask for extra. coming on this group. Favor for your city, favor for your community, favor for your state. Now reach over. You've got some for you. Now reach over and put it on your brother. Put it on your sister. Put it on that person beside you. Sing it one more time and don't pray for you now, but let it flow into extra. Somebody's discouraged. Somebody's been told to quit. Somebody's hearing the voice saying, give up. It's not going to happen for you. You're the exception. All these other people, their churches are doing good. You're the exception. That's a lying spirit. The anointing is on you for extra. You will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. You will see the vision. It will surely come to pass, says the Lord. So lift your hands and begin to share some extra anointing, extra prayer. When's the last time you went in a prayer meeting and they were calling out lost people's names? When I was growing up, they used to call out God save Henry. God, we need to start praying for extra, not just me, not just mine. We need to ask God for the heathen, for our inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for our possession. Now pray, pray for somebody on the other side. Encouragement is flowing through you. Anointing is flowing through you. All is flowing through you. Let it touch somebody around you. Let's sing it one more time. Lift him high. Lift him high. Lift him high. You're going to make it. God's going to do it. This time. That time. This time and every time. God will not fail you. God will not forget you. God will not forsake you. 
like Chris Hodges caused the church to fasting and prayer for 21 days, you may not understand why that's the extra. When the woman built on to her house and provided a room for the prophet, that's the extra. Rebecca, the bride, she didn't just water and give water to Eleazar, she gave water for the camels. And it's extra. God is drawn to extra. The fact that you're here this week is extra. You didn't have to come, you were too busy. You had a lot going on, but God sees you standing here tonight and he says, I see people who want more than normal or average. They want extra and they're going after it and you will not leave here. The same level you came. You receive that? I want every one of you in closing, and I'm going to sit down. But if there's any prodigal son or daughter, grandchild, cousin, aunt, father, mother, anybody in your family that's lost, the thing that brought the prodigals home was the reality that they knew that there would be extra in the extra love, compassion, forgiveness in the house. So can we raise our hands all over the room? If there's any pastors here with kids that are lost, been there, done that, wrote the book about it, and all my children are in the kingdom serving God, working full time, every one of them in the ministry. Only God could do extra. It's not just for you, but it's for your children and your children's children. So lift up your voice and begin to call names out. Begin to call your teenagers. Begin to call your grandchildren. Begin to call your sons and daughters and ask God to let it spill from one generation to another generation to another generation. Extra, extra favor, extra provision, extra resources, extra anointing, extra Holy Spirit, extra. Cry out. Call a sinner's name. Call somebody's name. Don't just pray for you and yours, but now call a sinner's name. Call a backslider's name. We hope you enjoyed this session from the ARC Conference. Our heart is that you are more encouraged and excited about your calling than ever before. For dates and locations and to register for an upcoming ARC Conference, visit artconference.com.